Hi there, I'm Sam Sorbo, the author of The Playbook for Home Learning, which is now a series of videos. So it's a whole course on how to approach the education of your children. You wanna pull your kids out of school? Summertime's the time to do it. Make the plans for the fall. You can get my Playbook for Home Learning and then access all 15 of the videos that go along with it to set yourself free from the shackles of our modern school system. Go to samsorbo.com for more information and also join my online discussion group over at locals.com. Just look for samsorbo.locals.com. We'll see you there. And welcome to the Sam Sorbo Show. I'm your host, Sam Sorbo. And my guest, as you've just had a sneak peek, is Reggie Littlejohn. She is the co-founder of the Sovereignty Coalition. You can go to SovereigntyCoalition.org. She's also the founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. She's been very big in the fight against the one-child policy in China, which has now moved, I think, into the two-child policy. Oh, happy day. Three-child uh, three Chinese... policy. What is it? Three-child now. Oh, now they're allowed three children. How, how fun for them. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I only have three children. If I could have, I would have had more. Um, uh, I, well, I I'm, just... a fourth, I'm a fourth child and my husband is also a fourth child. So under the three child policy, we would have been forcibly aborted. Yes. And I'm a fourth child and my husband's also a fourth child. So there we go. <laughs> it's the fourth child club. Child. We'll all yeah. have to get together. So yeah. Reggie, thanks so much for joining me. We're talking about, most pointedly, the Sovereignty Coalition, which is a coalition of uh, individuals who don't necessarily agree on politics, uh, which I find really fascinating. This, um, this other stuff is making very strange bedfellows, so to speak. Uh, but we do agree that the WHO should not take over the sovereignty of the United States and make laws for us, particularly because it is controlled by communists right what else, what else can you shed uh what other light can you shed on this for us as i as i mentioned to you before we uh started recording um i had naomi wolf on uh dr naomi wolf uh talks about uh she she went a little bit into the pfizer documents that we've discovered now which basically prove that our entire response to the pandemic to the and and I now I have to put that in an air quote pandemic itself in air quotes. Our entire response was so poorly managed and so I shouldn't say poorly managed though, should I? Correct me. So in other words, you're saying um, you know, that it wasn't poorly managed, it was deliberate. Yes. How else what else are we supposed to surmise? Um, they knew that the they knew that the injections were lethal. Uh, they certainly, I've, I've just seen uh, evidence that, that Pfizer knew there were deaths, fetal deaths resulting from vaccines, or at least so creditably, credibly uh, uh, um, assignable to the vaccine uh, that they should have disclosed that they failed to disclose. Right. I mean, um, Naomi and her team... She's got like, I don't know, 3,500 experts yes. that are, you know, so so they have put together a really damaging case against Pfizer about what Pfizer knew. And, and they tried to not disclose these documents to the public for 70 years, right? Until we're all long gone. 
Why? Because they knew that there were problems in those documents and they didn't want to be around when they, when people were able to look at them. So God bless the judge that forced those documents to be disclosed and God bless Naomi and her team and Amy Kelly, who was the um, project director, analyzing all of those documents and producing a book that I um, have about the Pfizer documents. I would recommend everybody go and buy that book from Amazon. So Oh, you know what? She I she didn't say that it was already out. I didn't realize that it was already available. So I thought, the, I, thought I had a copy right here. It's it's in the other room. But anyway, yeah. Okay, no, so the book out. is the book is currently available. So you can actually do the research yourself because there they are. The documents are in black and white. And so if so here's the thing that I that I find so fascinating. When you watch a TV show from start to finish and it's like a a, a drama, some kind of um mystery drama, right? And you get to the end and you go, oh, it was the butler. And then you go back through, if you take the moment, which you typically don't, but if you do and you go back through the TV show or the film and you look at all of the different clues, often you'll find that there's there's stuff that should have tipped you off that that was or 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 that was wrong that shouldn't have happened. In other words, if you go backwards through time, you can impeach the whole thing and say, well, that's just not right. If we go backwards in time, we're seeing Pfizer lied. What's right. going to happen to them? Oh, I don't know. Um, I have no idea what, what's going to happen to them. So, uh, because I mean, we have this example over and over again. Now, I think, I think the public is becoming inured to it, frankly, of, you know, you find out after the fact that, that these things, that, that, the suspicions, right? All of the conspiracy theories are coming true, right? So you find out after the fact, oh, and yet there's there's no response. There's just like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, Alex, poor Alex Jones, holy smokes, like so much of what he what he predicted or what he was saying. I mean, it's crazy now. So so and the Pfizer thing is so uh so terrible because people lost so much. Lives right. were including, lost. Including their children. Okay. So, so yeah. And, 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 and what you started out saying was that the whole world health organization was so poorly managed, part of which had to do with pushing down these vaccines, including Pfizer, including Moderna, AstraZeneca. Um, and so this is one of the reasons that we want to withdraw from the WHO, the sovereignty coalition. Okay. Because there are two instruments that are currently being negotiated. Uh, one is amendments to the international health regulations. And the other one is a new pandemic treaty, which they're not calling a treaty. They're calling it an accord, an agreement, anything to get out of calling it a treaty. They don't want it to go through the treaty process. And what these would do, Sam, is that they would, number one, move the World Health Organization from being an advisory um, uh, organization to being a regulatory organization. One part, one, part of the... Um, Proposed amendments are to strike out the words non-binding so that they so that the recommendations of the World Health Organization would become mandatory. And there's a lot other, there's a lot more to it, but I just want to stick here for a minute because if the World Health Organization were to determine in the next pandemic, which um, Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates have, have predicted, um, I, I think probably coming shortly. Um, they would be able to do things like mandate vaccines, okay? They would be run, this is why we're the sovereignty coalition. We're trying to preserve U.S. So sovereignty and also um, 
our own personal medical sovereignty, the sovereignty individual of sovereignty, individual, individual because that's right. what the United States stands for is individual right. sovereignty. That's the that's the definition of the union. Right. And so with, with the World Health Organization, if these amendments pass, if this treaty passes, then the World Health Organization will be able to tell the United States how we are going to handle any kind of a healthcare emergency. Right. And that could include so, so that that um, destroys our national sovereignty. And it could include things like, number one, prohibiting early treatment, which which the WHO did a lot, um, you know, even in the last pandemic of making getting early treatment basically impossible and also mandating vaccines so that um, we would have to we would have to take the vaccine. OK, I mean, they, you know, so so this is what we want to withdraw from the World Health Organization. Um, well, I think it's very clever that it's not, hey, we don't want this non-treaty uh, binding, you know, thing that they're trying to shove down. It's not that. It's we don't want to have anything to do with the World Health Organization. We don't want them meddling in our business. And the reason for that is so obvious that they are incompetent. And that's where the papers come in, because the papers, the Pfizer papers show that they're incompetent. But another thing that you can point to is the fact that two of the vaccines so far have been withdrawn from the U.S. market. Why? Right, and and then the other the other thing that th that these uh, these um, amendments will do is set up a biotech surveillance state, so that they you know they want to be able to to know immediately if there's any potential pandemic, and so what they're going to be doing is surveilling us, and also they will set up um censorship so that they and, and they say that they're gonna you know watch if we're doing any misinformation or disinformation if um like if we do any social media posts that challenge um like you said like if you would do a, a social media post that said i was injured by the pfizer vaccine that that would be considered to be misinformation or disinformation and they could discipline us people say well what's their method of enforcement the way that they can discipline us is through cutting us off from our credit cards and our bank accounts, which is, is just what they do with the China social credit credit system. And also it happened with the truckers in um, right. just last year. Up in Canada. Right, in Canada, North America. They, they, they cut the truckers off and they cut everybody who donated to the truckers off from their credit cards and, and bank accounts. And that was, that was a protest against vaccine mandates and they crushed it by by basically starving people out they, they, they cut them off of their credit cards and their bank accounts so this is the method of enforcement this is something where if you or i decide we don't want to get you know a vaccine they could just say all right you're not going to have any access to your bank account or your credit cards so see how that goes for you right and when you're buying food yeah you can't here's buy food here's what's fascinating to me the entire pandemic response, the entire COVID response was misinformation. <laughs> right, that's right. Well, that's right. See, and, and that's the thing is, that, okay, let's, let's just start with the World Health Organization parroting the Chinese Communist Party yeah. saying um, there is no human to human transmission. That was, I believe, I mean, either they were totally deceived or they were lying, okay? They're, I think it's the Chinese Communist Party lying, and I think that they were lying. They knew very well that there was human-to-human -human transmission, okay? But let's say that that a doctor said, well, there is human-to-human -human transmission. That would have been characterized as misinformation, and that doctor could have been, you know, canceled, quarantined, you know, cut off from his or her, you know, um, 
credit cards, whatever. In fact, we know that they've disappeared people over in China already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They absolutely disappeared people. So so ultimately, um, agreeing to any kind of contract with with the WHO is allowing communism a foothold in this nation. Absolutely. I mean, it's like Xi Jinping, it's like Xi Jinping being in your doctor's office with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, yeah. he, he's going to yeah. be calling the shots. So, oh, oh, I like that pun. Very clever. Uh, so what do we do? Okay. So I would ask people to go to the sovereigntycoalition.org, sovereigntycoalition.org and sign our declaration. And this declaration, if, if you don't believe anything I've said, my organization supplied 70 or more hyperlinks in that, that declaration. You can find out every single thing that I have said is correct. Just click on the hyperlinks. It's all documented. Sign the declaration. And when you sign the declaration, you can also send it to your congressional representatives um, and, and your, um, your Senate representatives. And we have had like 244,000 actions taken. So people who sent these things to the representatives and also I think 67,000 phone calls. I really urge everybody to call your representatives. Um, And we have a call script in there. All you have to say is, you know, we want to defund the WHO. We want to get out of the WHO because if you stay in there, these amendments and this treaty are going to pass. And then we're going to be under the domination of the WHO and the Chinese Communist Party. Is that why the Paris Climate Accord was an accord and not a treaty? Yeah. See, this is what they do. Okay. It's what they're doing is unconstitutional, but there's no one there to to enforce it. So so that they call the Paris Treaty an accord, even though it absolutely impacts national sovereignty. Anything, Anything that impacts national sovereignty is a treaty. But what they do is they call it an accord. And they do it with with the um, permission of the president of the United States, who is behind it, who wants it to pass, who doesn't want to have to deal with the Senate and the mess in the Senate. You know, and so if it's a treaty, it has to go through the Senate and the Congress, uh, right? Through Congress, the Senate and the House. Uh, and it, if it's not yeah. a treaty, then it's something that the president could just sign us up for, or you know, basically yeah, anybody could. The the power of the president to get the United States into international treaties through executive orders has been totally abused, but it's been abused for so long that there's like nothing, you know, nothing we can do about it. And that's the same same thing with the World Health Organization. I want to tell you something, Sam. There's a senator, his name is um, Senator Johnson. He put forth a um, an amendment about three weeks ago saying that any agreement that comes out of the World Health Organization, especially the pandemic treaty, is a treaty, and it's going to have to pass by a two-thirds vote of the of the Senate. Okay, sounds constitutional to me. The Senate itself voted it down, and that vote went straight down party lines. And when it happened, Senator Johnson posted on Twitter, "It's really sad to see that the Democrat Party doesn't care about our national sovereignty." So people people comfort themselves by saying, "Oh." You know, this is unconstitutional. It'll never happen. Or, oh, this will never pass the Senate. And they, so I don't need to worry about it. Well, the Senate's never going to see it. And it doesn't matter if it's constitutional or not. I mean, people who are Christians, they know that the Bible says that at the end times, lawlessness will abound. And so don't count on our laws. 
you know, the Constitution of the United States is not self-enforcing. We uh, have to. That's a great have, line. You know, we have to enforce it. So yep. no one's going to save us. The Constitution's not going to save us. The Senate's not going to save us. We have to save ourselves. Okay, so we need to get, you know, go on sovereigntycoalition.org and sign that declaration and send it to your representatives so that we can get their attention. They're, they're not even thinking about this. They're not concerned about this. They're concerned about many other things. And I don't see anything else that's more of a danger to the United States right now. Yeah, well said. Reggie Littlejohn, thank you so much for coming on the program. Everybody go to sovereigntycoalition.org, sign the petition, get the information, call your uh, representatives and your senators and let them know how you feel. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Sam Sorbo Show. Thanks, Sam.